praise God. You know, we are so blessed to be in a ministry that teaches us how to grow the Christ in us and to be transformed into maturity. And in that maturity, we have to learn about the seasons of victory. And you know what? When we enter in so we can manifest the glory of God, we have to enter in and know the seasons of our victory. So before we go into worship tonight, because glory night, it's mostly worship. I want to teach some really strong thoughts for, for it to help us all enter in tonight. Because we can experience the manifested glory of God. I'm going to tell you, if two people come together, he is already what? He is already in our midst. So how many are here? Right? He is already here. He is already in our midst. And we can feel him in this atmosphere. He's already here. So now we don't want to waste the time. You know, we want to really enter in and be able to pull out of this vineyard what he has for us tonight. This is a cultivated vineyard. We are the temple. We walk with Christ in us. And everybody should be working on their vineyard at home. But when we come as an assembly, do you know what I mean? We come in together and there is more power. When I worship here in the morning and when Mamie and Charlena come in at 8 o'clock, when Mamie and Charlena come in at 8, it is actually interesting because when they walk in, I know exactly. I don't have to be. Oh, it has to be up. I got you. I'm being corrected. Is that good? Okay. Um, when I come in and I'm worshiping, I can feel another presence of God come in. Because when that other person comes in, in him, now there's another increase. When we come together on glory night, you know what I mean? We are coming in to be filled, full, and flooded of God so that in that moment, he can descend down on us and then give us that manifestation of his glory, which is what? A deliverance, a healing, a miracle, a wonder, something that's going to be happening that you may just came to pull out a word. You know what I mean? And Brenda will be speaking any words that she pulls out of the atmosphere. But everybody else, when you get into this, you can actually have something lift out of your body. But how is that going to happen? We have to know the victory of the season. And the victory of the season is going to be in our worship. It's so important that you know that we don't want to be working for love. We want to be working out of love. See, we can't pull anything for something in the kingdom of God. Because that would be buying and selling. We can't do that. If I want to, if I ask Kenrick, I want this shirt. Kenrick said, hey, it's $10. Great. I want the shirt. I pay him 10. He gives me the shirt. It's all what? It's done. But there was negotiations in that. Okay. When we're in the kingdom of God, we live in an economy of sowing and reaping. But I'm going to kind of hit something tonight. In, I love that. I love this revelation of we don't want to be slaves and be working for love. I said this all the time. When I would, I, I always said, I would meet clients in real estate. And, you know, if they would say, I really can't afford your commission. Okay, great. You know what I mean? Like, I work for love. I would say that. Yeah, wow. Do you know what I mean? I can work for love, right? Because nothing goes perfect. So when I say I'm working for love, you know what I mean? I was actually saying, well, you're still going to give me something back. You're going to give me something out of love, right? But that was still 
making love an exchange like supply, making love an exchange like a buy and a sell. How much do we do that in our relationships with people? If you spend time with me here, I'll spend time with you there. You know, if you come do this, I'll do this for you. Do you get what I'm saying? How many times in our relationship we look for the person to fill a need in us and then we'll fill a need to them? Okay, well, in God's, in God's kingdom, for us to be filled, flood, and full, and flooded, full, filled, full, and flooded with God, we have to sow into the Spirit, and then we reap, and we have no idea what we're reaping. That's going to be, but we're going to be reaping something that is a desire of our what? heart. We are going to reap a deliverance. We're going to reap a healing. We're going to reap a miracle. Man, God has already put in each person's heart something that they want to experience. And God has set you up. God has set all of us up with something so you can experience his love. So you can actually receive a floodedness of his love. So put up Psalms 103.19. I want you to keep on this. This is Really awesome. We're going to, I want to talk about how can we work out of love? How can we come up here and we're going to press in for worship? We're going to hit our worship time tonight. But how can we now, how can we, how can we sow and reap out of that love? Not for that love. It is so awesome. It says, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom what? Rules over all. So what do we have to be sowing into? The kingdom. We have to sow into the kingdom because that is where the throne of heaven is. That's where the bank really is. The bank is up in heaven. All right? We are here on earth, but his kingdom rules over all. So I want us to think about this. We've got to move out of the worldly way of thinking, buying and selling, and we have to move into the kingdom way of thinking. Sowing and reaping. We must fill our love bank to be filled full and flooded with God. Ephesians 3.19. And you know, this is a flow. Gene has been on this verse. He's really on this verse. In fact, the youth all went to CGC and they had this on their shirts. It says, to know the love of Christ, which surpasses what? Knowledge. That means, come on, when you go into, and I said I wanted to buy that shirt. I already decided I like that shirt. So I'm paying you 10 because I want that shirt. God could have wanted me to want Christian shirt. And if I sewed in the spirit, he might have given me the, a shirt that was better than the one I was going to pay $10 for. Do you guys get that? Okay. We can't decide how we reap, but it's going to connect with something great. And it's already in our hearts. We get so used to figuring out the plan, implementing the plan, making that plan. Right? How many times we've done that, right? When we want to experience the glory of God and we want to allow him, we want to pull from this bank up in heaven because he knows us all so well. He wants us to supply. He wants us to prosper. He wants to give us answers. He wants to fill us with the love because it says, to know the love of Christ, to know that love that passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Man, do you know what prosperity is? 
Prosperity is that fullness of knowing his love. You can get through anything that you're experiencing if you're willing to really sow into the spirit. If you're willing to sow into, and I know people in here are sowers of the spirit, but we, every year, God pushes us to another level of sowing in the spirit. And you know, Sometimes it feels like when you have to push into the next level in the spirit, it feels like a concrete wall coming down on you. How many people have felt that? And you are, you're trying to push this concrete wall. Well, I did it last year, so do I have to do it again this year? Or I've already done it once where I pressed in and reached heaven. Do I have, he makes it a different, you are going to experience a different battle every year. You know what I mean? Every time God's about to move you into something different, he wants you to sow into that. So. Here we go. We have to break through. We have to break through. So when we come up here tonight, one of the things I'm going to ask everybody is really put your mindset into breaking through a realm. We have to break through the darkness. We have to break through the things that are in our soul. So, because he's already here, but now we have to break through so we can reap what's already up there. Okay. Up there is everything. Up there is every healing, every desire, everything that you want in your heart. But we have to actually be able to pull that out. So how do we do that? We have to bake, bake, breaking through is found in giving. Breaking through is found in giving. Okay, this is really interesting because I know you've heard some of these verses, but I'm going to kind of put it in a different thought for you. We must give because giving opens a way. Giving opens a way for a release. Giving opens up a way for something to be released. All right? If there's already a cultivated vineyard here and it's a bank full of flooded with his love, when we give, it's going to open up heaven and it's going to release. If you have come expecting tonight, it will be released. And so let's look at these verses. First thing is we have to draw close to God. We can't just come and sit down and think that we're not going to, we're just going to listen to the music. If you don't step faith in action and come on up here to break through, you're going to miss out. We have to, it says, if you will step and draw closer to me, what's he going to say he's going to do? I'm going to bring it down. He's going to draw closer to you. All right, you can feel so weak in your breakthrough, but because you actually took a step that he knows there is something God could ask you to do tonight in your worship that's something that you don't normally do, and it will actually disintegrate that piece of concrete. It will break through, you know, and we can't decide what everything is being told to us. We have to be in spirit. We have to sow in the spirit to know that. Please put, oh, please put Psalms 148.13 up. Psalms 148.13. And it says, let them what? Praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is what? Exalted. His glory is what? Above the earth and the heaven. Okay, so when we come up here and we enter in the phase of the worship of praise, our voice has to praise the name of the Lord. His name alone is what? Exalted. So in our praises, we're going to exalt his name. 
And what's that going to start doing? A breakthrough. We are what? Giving praise. Okay? Remember, the breakthrough is through giving. And so if, if you're a person who doesn't like to hear your voice, if you're a person who, you know, you're kind of just, you like capping and, you know, it's all good, maybe God's asking you to step out and do what? Exalt his name. You know, I remember when I first came here, I sat in the back row. I just kind of listened and clapped. It was nice. I watched everybody. You know what I mean? And, and I remember the first time I felt the presence, it made me draw closer to this altar. It made me draw closer. And then I would be like, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But now it's like, praise God. I ex- we have to exalt his name because he says, if you'll do that and you allow your voice, the volume, everybody in here, I love it, inside has a sound. Inside, sound also means tongue. There is a sound that can break out in your words. However, the spirit wants it to unction it. It is going to exalt his name. And when it does that, he humbles you. He humbles you because you did what? Gave. Okay? Because you gave. So we have to give him praises because his glory is above the earth. There is nothing else for you to praise anymore than the Lord Jesus Christ, than our God, Father God and Almighty God in heaven. He created you. There is nothing else more to praise than that. Because he has your plan. He has up in this vineyard every healing, every deliverance, every miracle, every body part, everything that you are seeking God for. He has it to send down onto you. Okay, but I love it. God, he is a God that gives. He is a God that believes in sowing and reaping. So let's keep this. six. Luke 6.38. I love this. Luke 6.38, you all know this one. It says, give, and it will be what? Given to you, okay? Good measure, pressed down, pressed down from heaven. I love that. Shaken together, running over, that's being flooded with God. Running over, be put into our bosom, for with the same measure that you used, it will be measured back. When you step up to this altar and you give of your praises, he has to do what? Give back. If you come in here with the right heart and you want to be flooded with his love, then you step up here and you get yourself in a mindset to give. Okay, we learn that you give in time, love, and money. And when you end up, you come up to an offering, you come up here and you offer up your praises and you just go beyond yourself. I'm going to tell you, you know when he's going to hit you because he hits you and he takes over and you can fall down. However, the spirit will unction itself. The spirit lives in you and he is in control. You are not. All you have to do is give. When you give of yourself, And you empty yourself so he can flood you now. And you press in. He said, what did he say he's going to do? He's going to shake it together. He's going to run it over. And he's going to put it right into you what you need. 
Can you fathom that? Can you connect? I know people in here experience miracles. It comes into you and you receive what you've been asking. But we've got a list of everything we've been asking, right? <laughs> I'm not asking you. I don't want anybody to come up here and give their list. You should have already been doing that. You should have been on prayer, your prayer and supplications. Tonight is a night to bring in the manifestation of the glory of the work you've already done before you walked in this door. Everybody will receive. Everybody will receive. But tonight, when we have these glory nights, if we are diligent in seeking God between every glory night, and he knows our list, and it's up there, because if we have the desire for it, then it's just waiting to get that right sound. So it can be brought right to you. It's so beautiful. If we can connect with this, it says, I love this, give and it will be given. We give love, we get back what? Love. We give him our heart. We get back what? His heart. We build a vineyard of love as you sow. When you sow in to the earth ground, the earth has to yield a what? Harvest. When we know that we have to build a house up in heaven and we have to sow up, then he does what? Brings it down in the measure in which it was built up. It's so important for us to really connect with this because I have experienced this so much in my life in the past seven years. And I'm, I'm not even trying to sow for the things I'm thinking about. I'm just giving love. And then he works through me out of the bank of love I have in heaven. It's amazing the things God has used me for in the past seven years. When I look back at the time and things that the Lord has put grace on me, it's because between me and him, I, I've created a vineyard, a bank. I am rich. Do you know that? I am rich in the heavens. You are rich when you invest up in there. Because it says, I love this one verse where it says, it's in a verse. You don't have to put it. It says, where is the house that you will build for me? Where is the house that you will build for me? I love the book Haggai because when it was time, when they were in their fullness on the earth, people started building their own physical houses and they never worked at building the house of the temple of God. You have to ask yourself, are you building your house up in the spirit? I believe everybody in a measure is building their house up in the spirit. But think about it. You could put accelerated time on it by keep pressing in, by giving your praises, by giving the love to him. I want to hit this. We want to give him love tonight. We want, to, we want to press in and get out any type of love we think of the earth. And we want to love from the center, from the inside out. And we want a sound to pierce heaven, to open up whatever you've been expecting for it to send down. All right, I love this. When we sow into the ground, you can only give, you can only, you can only, you can only Get, wait, you can only give for you as you gave. Okay. In, the, in Luke 6, 38, when it says, you will receive in the measure in which you give. So remember, if we can give beyond ourself, now that's the recipe 
of Jesus. When we can give beyond ourselves, not holding ourselves into conformity, and we really give out of our inner self, man, watch what he'll bring down. The second thing that we must do, we must surrender. We have to yield to the Holy Spirit. Put up John 14, 26. The Spirit is the helper. This is like the concrete. The Spirit is the helper to break the block. It says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will what? Send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all things I said to you. When we come up here and we surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit, we surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit. How do we surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit so that in his name, he'll start telling us things? Before Brenda and Zinni come up here and they give their words of knowledge, they have to surrender themselves to the Holy Spirit, not to the people. Because only the Spirit can tell them what's up in the Spirit that somebody's waiting to hear. And so, how do we surrender? How do we yield to the Holy Spirit? One, we yield in a way and in a measure we don't have. We actually give in a measure we don't have. That's pretty deep. If you feel like you just don't have it in you to come up and worship today, then you just need to what? Get up here and worship because you're worshiping out of what you don't have. The enemy has been awesome attacking everybody with what? Fatigue, hatred, uh, what do you call it? Um, persecution. We talked about this week in Sonship and it was really powerful because people are being attacked right now. And it's terrible because the sad part is when we're getting attacked by Christians. When Christians should know, we have to always love beyond ourselves. Give time beyond our time. All right? Give financially beyond what you think you can give when the Spirit tells you to do it. All right? So it's important that we have to know that because the Holy Spirit is the one that brings it to our remembrance. He, he reminds us Jesus gave beyond what he had. In the physical form, Jesus gave beyond what he had. There is no man that could have survived the crucifixion that Jesus took. There is no man. He had to choose to say, yes, I'll do it for the Father to be glorified through me. But physically, it was impossible for him to do that. But because he went beyond and gave of himself, Grace covered him through that whole process. I'm going to give you a testimony. Um, when I was younger, um, the Lord had asked me to do something. And it wasn't a really good situation, but I had tried to commit suicide. And it was weird. Like my life, I really thought and I really felt that it wasn't worth living because it was just a place that people didn't like anybody. I didn't know anybody. We weren't allowed. We were left. We were raised really isolated. So I go get a gun. I go to the basement. I put that gun to my head, and I was rocking for a long time on the rocking chair, thinking about it. When you take a choice like that, I felt in my heart I had nothing to give the world. I had nothing to give the world. But yet there was something in me that knew I liked something, and I put the gun to my head, 
And I said, all right, Lord. I said, Lord. You know what I mean? I mean, we went to church, but I didn't think about it. And I said, hey, I'm just, I, I, there, this is not, it, it, it's not even worth living here. I put the gun to my head. I loaded it. I unlocked it. I did everything right. And I shot it. And it did not go off. So then I was like, now what? I felt a column of God come down on me. And when the column of God came down on me, I said, now what? You know what I mean? I was like, what am I going to do? I don't want to be here. And then I heard in that column, now take the gun and point it at your father. And I was like, I don't want to kill my father. I'm in a conversation. And he told, and, the, and I just heard the same thing. Now take the gun and point it at your father. Well, I just sat like I was going to get, you know what I mean? But something started bubbling in me. And my father beat us to death, and it was report card day. And report cards came in. He opened them up, sat them down, sent us upstairs. And if we didn't get an A, we got beat. And I was in 10th grade. And I wasn't going to take the beating anymore. I was done. I couldn't go beyond myself anymore. I could not handle the beating. So that's why I tried to kill myself because I was just going to be done with this. And then it was so awesome when I heard, now point the gun at your dad. I was like, out loud, I don't want to kill my dad. I'm trying to kill me. And I heard, again, it was firm. And there was a column. So I was like, I don't understand why I'm doing this. I did not understand, but I yielded. I went up. I stood in the dining room, my dad doing the report cards. He was in his fuming way. And I heard, now pointed at him. Because he said, it doesn't work. It didn't work on you. It will not work on him. Do you believe that? God already let me know I couldn't hurt him. But he asked me to do something beyond myself. And when I pointed it at him, our eyes locked. And it was the most supernatural experience I ever felt between two people. Everybody was screaming, all my sisters and brothers. My mother comes in. She says, hand the gun over to me. I just went like this because I already knew what. A voice told me it didn't work. I handed it over. Right when I handed it over, he jumped through the table. He picked me up. He threw me down and beat me and beat me and beat me. And I didn't feel one ounce of pain. That's going beyond Sometimes God will ask us to give beyond ourselves for him. God was doing that to expose something in my dad, giving him a chance before he was exposed about something. He was using me beyond what my comprehension of knowledge could understand. But he gave me the peace that he wasn't going to get what? Hurt. But when I took that beating... I could, I just remember, I had no fear when he jumped across the table, his big blue eyes with anger, the way he threw me down. There was blood still on that dining room table, that dining room chair, that cloth that came out of me that day. But I have to tell you, I didn't feel it. And I always related, well, when you're covered by the grace, because you actually do something God has asked you, he actually does what? Protects you. But you have to be able to give. I had nothing to give that day. I had, and nor did I have anything I wanted to give. But God saw an opportunity to do something for somebody, to try to open up a line for somebody else. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you connect with this? 
Sometimes we can be so tired, so done with something we have not received. We are not happy. But God says, you still come and you do what? Give beyond yourself. When we come up to the altar, and then, trust me, I realized God had a plan for my life that day, and I knew that he was with me. I knew God was real that day. I didn't converse over to him yet completely to give my life, but I knew God was protecting me. How do we yield when we come up here when we, we don't know if we're giving beyond ourselves? How do we know? Sometimes some of you might be sitting here thinking, how do I know if I'm giving beyond myself? How do, how do I know? If you allow to receive the Holy Spirit when you're up here, he will bring it to your remembrance how to do or what you can do that's going to be beyond yourself. When you come up here, you need to close your eyes. Why do I recommend closing your eyes? Because if you're a person susceptible to looking around, that means you're staying in the world. When you close your eyes, if you're willing to come up here, and it, it can be uncomfortable. It might be uncomfortable for you to close your eyes, but close your eyes. Invite the Holy Spirit and say, I surrender unto you. Everybody say, I surrender to you, Holy Spirit. We surrender to you, Holy Spirit. I say that every morning when I worship. I'm like, Lord, I surrender to you. I close my eyes even in my own house. And then I lift my hands. Everybody lift their hands up. High as you can lift them up. And when we lift our hands up and we say, I surrender to you, Holy Spirit. Everybody say it. I, I surrender to you, Holy Spirit. Can't you feel something in your hands? Okay, and you lift those hands, keep them up, and you keep those hands up. It says, when you lift your hands to me like a child, he says, this is a faith in action. When we do this, it's a faith in action. And then we can actually be released something to receive. So we need to close our eyes and say, Holy Spirit, we accept you into our heart and we want to receive the goodness of the Father. So that's what, when we do these things, this is helping us surrender. It's helping us pull from what? The vineyard that has already been cultivated in this house. Okay? You come in here to help build you a vineyard and to partake of the vineyard of this house. Okay. Praise God. Number three, put First Chronicles 16, 27. God says we must worship in a state of holiness. Here's it. That's the next step. You've got to come up here. You've got to worship in a state of holiness. Now you might say, I'm not holy. Am I holy? Am I holy enough? How many people have ever felt they weren't holy enough? Am I holy enough? Okay. He didn't say you had to be holy. He said in his word that we need to come in to his presence in a state of his holiness. It says in here, Chronicles 16:27 Honor and majesty are before him. That means we've got to honor and we have to really lift up there. Strength and gladness are in what? His place. That means when you go out these doors and you might not experience the strength and honor of the world, but when you come into here and you pull from this vineyard, strength and gladness is in his place a place where we have given him honor and we have given him majesty and full authority to surrender into the spirit. Next verse, go to the next one, 28. 28 says, 
Give to the Lord, O families of the people. Give to the Lord, O families of the people. Give to the Lord what? Glory and strength. You've got to be able to come up here and you've got to be able to give greater than the strength that is in you. How many times have people worshiped greater than what was in them? And it just, God, just the glory came right down. You actually have to enter in up here and give greater in your strength for his glory. Oh, families of the people, you know, we have to give. We are his family. Next verse, 28, I mean, 29. Give to the Lord the glory to his name. Bring a what? Offering and come before him. When the Holy Spirit brings back to your remembers, what is the offering for you today? The offering could to bring something to the plate. The offering could be raise your hands. The offering could be close your eyes. The offering could be make your voice be louder than what you've ever been able to press through. Whatever goes beyond what you can give, the Holy Spirit is going to bring it into your heart, bring it to your remembrance. You just have to do what? Act. Now you have to act. If you're a person like stay in the back, you need to come right up to the front. Do you know what I mean? You have to be yielded to what God, how many times were you knew God told you to do something you didn't want to do it? I mean, come on, pointing the gun at my dad. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I knew I was going to get a beating. <laughs> it would have been better to die with a gun than have to have him beat me to death. Do you get where I'm going? Sometimes God tells you to do something beyond because he's doing something else that you have no idea. But he says you're going to reap. You are good. It's sowing and reaping. What did Lee reap that day taking the beating? One exact year later, I was a state champion, set the best time in the nation. Out of my weakness of my 10th grade year and thinking that my life was complete death, he then raised me up and I'm sitting on a platform and I am winning a gold medal and set the best time in the nation for track and field to my really team. Do you know what I mean? He lifted me up and gave me what? Honor in a time to move me. And it got me into college because my life was so messed up because of my parents. I didn't even have to apply for an application for college. College were telling me they'll do it all. Who gave that to me? God, he got the glory. I could not have done that. I'm a serious white girl, right? You had to see all these other, I mean, hey, I'm telling you, there are some girls that can really run, and they're not white. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that kind of cute. I was the only, it was a four-mile relay team. I'm the only white girl. You should have seen these awesome girls. They, two of them even went to the Olympics in 96. I was just part of the team. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They always told me, Lee, you're the heart. They would tell me that. But, hey, I was still valuable because it set the best time in the nation and got us all into college. Do you see who did that for me? I didn't even realize that until I came to this ministry. How did, what did I reap out of that action of sowing beyond myself? I reaped a victory that ran me for all through college. Come on. That's how good our God is. That's why we have to give to the Lord the glory due his name. We have to give the glory due his name because everything we have received that we didn't connect with why we gave, come on. You can't make the connection in sowing and reaping. You, he'll show it to you later. We try to figure it out now. 
And we're not supposed to figure it out now. We're supposed to wake up, say, this is the day the Lord has made, and this is a new day. I love what she said, to keep moving towards what he has for your life. Okay, are you guys excited? Yes. Okay, I'm trying to build you up to come on in here. We're almost done. Next verse, Todd. The next one, 30. 30 says, now tremble before him. All the earth. Do you know our body's made out of what? Earth. Come on up. Let's tremble before him. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. When we come up here and we're willing to tremble, do you know what I mean? In the presence of the Lord, that means, hey, he is immovable. He is not going to move in what he is called to do. I love it. So now, in the beauty of his holiness, verse 31. Let the heavens rejoice, the heavens rejoice, and the earth be glad. And let them say among the nation, the Lord reigns. When we press up and we get to that part, it says the heavens are going to rejoice over our worship tonight because we're going to do what? Give. We're going to give and it will be given back to us in good measure. In the measure in which we receive, we're building a bank of love up there. So when he's ready to pour down what he has for you, boom, it comes like an inheritance. It's an inheritance that we receive. All right. So now to end this up, we have to keep our worship transcending and God-centered. So when you come up here, we want to keep doing what? Transcending. The music that's been selected tonight will help you keep what? Transcending, transcending, lifting up, pressing up so that your spirit lifts up and becomes one with your soul and you get shot up into the third heaven. That's why I want everybody to focus God-centered. Be God-centered in your worship tonight because we cannot be unrestricted by the world tonight. We want to be unrestricted by the things of the world tonight. We want to be unpolluted from our own self-centeredness. I'm going to ask everybody, empty yourself out of yourself. Don't do this because this is what makes you comfortable. Don't stand, maybe don't stand in the same place you normally stand. You actually get out of yourself. It is not about you. It's about him working something through you becoming an up and down. We want to transcend and ascend up into that place. And I'm telling you, we can hit it in an hour. We should be able to hit it in a certain time. And then we want to be silenced in his presence. All right, because in the silence is when he starts speaking to us. So be silent is the last instruction. Um, Zechariah 2.13. Zechariah 2.13 says, be silent, all flesh, before the Lord, for he is aroused from a holy habitation. We're going to hit a point where the music will be dimmed. And then we're going to sit in silence. So we're going to work up. And you may, you may transcend up there and get down and already be down before the, the instrumentals hit. That is good. That is good. But you want to work yourself up there so that he can actually be aroused from his holy habitat. How many of us want to arouse the Lord tonight? We want to arouse God to come down out of his holy habitation. Psalm 68.1 says, Psalm 
Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let those also who hate him flee before him. Now, when we rest in his silence, now everything in you that is an enemy of God, you're not the enemy. We have trespassers in us. They will have to be lifted out. And they'll have to be scattered. And they'll have to be moved out of the way. How many people have ever transcended and and felt things just lift out of your body during that time? Because those things can't stay. They have to be lifted out of you. If there's something you know that's not God-like in you, you he can actually make that leave you during that time. Because those also who hate him will flee before him. We don't hate him. We love him. But we have some doubt and things like that that try to work against him. Deuteronomy 33, 27. Deuteronomy 33, 27. It says, the eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you, and he will say, destroy. While you're laying there in his silence, now love is manifested. The manifested love up in the vineyard comes down right on you. And angels are restraining evil. That means nothing can touch us in here. When we hit this point, nothing can touch you. In fact, God's hand is going to come down and lay his hands on you. And he removes and destroys anything that you don't want. That is self-deliverance. If you guys do this at home... You can actually experience your own self-deliverances. You come in here as a fellowship and we can experience self-deliverance. But you can actually press into another realm and experience those things scattering. Man, we got to clear our homes out. We should be spontaneously worshiping in our homes so that the enemy can be what? Scattered. So that we can actually, God can come out. He will thrust out the enemy from before you and he will say, destroy it. I'm telling you, when it's time for something to be done, it's done. When it's time for the devil to stop and stop bothering you, Jesus comes down and he says, this is done. All right. Psalms 46.10. We only have two more verses. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. He is exalted When we receive our deliverance, he is exalted when we receive our miracle. He is exalted when we receive our healing. He is exalted that we actually gave and sowed into his vineyard and we received from the bank we have built up. When you come in here, you receive from the bank that's built up in here. And it's pretty awesome. It's a pretty awesome bank. So now remember, tonight is a night. Tonight is a night where the manifested glory will fall in through our worship. And it says, I I, I say, I wrote this. I want everybody to invite all, all of us need to invite in the Holy Spirit. We need to all close our eyes, raise our hands, press in to that realm. Because he promises, he says, giving opens a way for release. If you are willing to go beyond something of yourself, then guess what? He is going to release a miracle for you.
He is going to release a word of knowledge for you that you've been looking for an answer. He, if you are willing to tarry with him, he is willing to actually give you something out of love, not for your love. He is not giving you anything for your love. He is giving it to you out of his love. We give to him out of our love for him. And love goes beyond. Come on. Everybody's had a time when they fell in love with somebody and you would do anything to get the keys to the car to go see that person. Come on, are you laughing? You can get the keys to the car to go see that person. That's what Jesus wants you to do tonight. It's like grabbing the keys even though you know you're going to get in trouble with mom and dad, right? Because you just got to go see that person. Come on, I know when I'm in love, I mean, I remember having one experience I was so in love, I'd go anywhere just to get that experience. That's what we have to enter in tonight for glory night because in that, he's got a miracle waiting for everybody. And we can't judge the quality or size or anything about that miracle. It's gonna be what he has for you. When we give, I love it, we open a way for a release. How many people believe in the release tonight? Believe in the release. Go beyond what is your normal step. You know, it's important um, that we have to be still and we have to know that he is God and we have to know that in his presence, he is going with you and he will give to you. Okay, we can't do anything unless it's in his presence. We build that vineyard so the presence goes with us so we can do that. So I just want to honor God and I want to thank him for his word because this is just a cute little story. Everybody know about the King Josiah? Everybody knows about King Josiah? King Josiah was made king when he was eight years old. Okay, come on. Eight years old, right? But King Josiah did right before the Lord. And when he did right before the Lord, because he loved the Lord so much, he actually sent, he actually sent a scribe to go see the high priest. And when he went to go see the priest, he said, now collect all the money in the house. Now, when I say house, I want you to think of house. God says there are mansions up in heaven, right? How many of you, who will build a house for me? We build a house. We build that investment. We don't invest in property here on earth. We invest in property up in heaven. And when you have that, he sent a scribe to go see the high priest to collect the money that was gathered in the home. And then King Josiah said, when you bring the money back, now give it out to all the workers. See, King Josiah was young, but he had a heart of God. He said, now give all that money to those who work to repair the damage of the house. When we come in in glory night, the damage to our house, the miracle we're looking for is the damage, right? But when we've worked the vineyard, the king, he calls it out to the father and he says, now you give them that money, that, that value of what their desire is because they've worked the what? We have worked the land. Come on, do you guys get this? He, King Josiah said, now take all that money and now give it to those who work to repair the house. Man, when we come up here and we worship into him, we are actually repairing damage. 
And King Josiah was known as one of the best kings because what did he do after that? When he realized the book of the law was not followed, what did he do? He made it his life to cast down, cross out everything that wasn't done under the law of God. He changed everything around the kingdom. He cut down altars, everything that wasn't God. He took down idols. He did everything. When you step up here and you now labor faith and action beyond yourself up here, what's going to come to you? A miracle. Because you were one of the workers, the laborers to repair the damage of the house. Man, we all have damage from things we did in our past. We all have damage from things that happened to us that we didn't even want to happen to us. We all have damage. But God, he, after I did that, when I put the gun to my head and killed myself, shot it and didn't go off. And then the Lord had me do that, point that gun. And then he told me that direction and he blessed me. But when I came here, he repaired the what? Damage from all the pain and the hurt that caused me to ever pick a gun up and put it to my head. But see, it couldn't be done until I stepped into an, a vineyard that was already cultivated. And when I came in here, I had a lot of things. But he repaired the damage. Workers went before me who I didn't even know. But now I became a laborer. Now I'm a laborer. I'm going to work the vineyard so that when it's time for the money to be released... That means I'm going to what? Receive the salvation of my soul. I'm going to receive the miracle that I have wanted. My eyes are going to see. Isn't that beautiful? So whatever you're looking for tonight, if you have been laboring in the spirit and laboring in vineyard and your home in the heavens, I'm going to promise you, you got a big bank account. And he's going to release the miracle. Isn't that awesome? He is going to release the miracle, okay? Because, and what's so awesome is, remember, it's exciting. Being with God is like an adventure because he's going to release something that is in your heart, but it's going to be better than what you expected. And I have experienced that. So isn't that awesome? I love King Josiah because he was purely an example like Jesus. Jesus wants to be the king that goes to the Father and says, now release them their inheritance. Release them their miracle. Release them their wonder. Praise God. I'm so excited. Now I'd like everybody to stand because we're going to take communion. And I'm going to ask you, we're going to listen to one song. Just stand where you're at. We're going to listen to one song. And the song is called, I Give You My Heart. Remember I said when we give him our heart, he exchanges and gives us his heart. So I want you all to just, in your, in your time, I want you to just thank the Lord. I want you to invite the Holy Spirit in. I want you to ask him to help you surrender. I want you to say, exchange my heart for your heart, Lord. And I want you to say, I am open to go beyond what I can give. Help me give beyond myself. All right? And when that song's done, then I'm going to call everybody, and we're going to thank the Lord. The next song that's going to be is going to be thank you. And we're going to thank the Lord, and Carrie's going to walk us through communion before we enter into worship. So go ahead, Todd.